What's up, everybody? I hope everybody's well. You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking about doing the podcast on Monday and Wednesdays now instead of Thursday to release them on Tuesdays and Fridays because it gives me an extra day to do stuff. So I think I'm going to do that, see how that works out for me. Hopefully the new schedule will help me as I try to create these YouTube videos. I'm going to do a lot of shorts with my phone and then long format videos with my computer. But that's all I got for you guys. Make sure you follow me, Punch the Mouth Official on Instagram, official underscore PITM on Twitter. Peace, guys. Later. podcast i'm adrian so now there are two things i forgot to talk about on the last episode which are for whatever reason bellator fighters profiles are popping up on ufc's like archives or something like that people have said oh well maybe they're doing a documentary on michael chandler and they need the rights to use some of the bellator footage i'm like that would make sense the Patricky and Patricio thing would make sense, but why would they need AJ's footage? Why would they need Michael Venom Page's footage? And MVP just announced that he is also a free agent. Now, here's what I think is going on. I think it's happening again with Strike Force. Remember, the UFC bought them out. Remember, it was rumored that um, PFL was going to buy Bellator. So, now... I don't know who this guy is, but some guy went on the internet and said that maybe PFL won championship and the UFC are getting different fighters. I don't know if that's true. I have reached out to the Bellator PR people to ask. I straight out asked them the question, has Bellator been sold? If I get a response, I will let you guys know. But as of right now, that's where it stands with Bellator. And I don't know if they were to get sold because I did get something the other day saying that Patchy Minx and Sergio Perez resigned to a new long-term deal. So I don't understand where this is coming from, you know. Listen, listen. I had a blockbuster championship unification belt, top pound for pound, stars Sergio Perez and Patchy Minx, Inc. Long-term extensions with Bellator MMA. So, like, let's think about this. What is this long-term extension? Is it a year? Two massive signings, Bellator MMA has extended the contracts of Bantamweight World Champion Sergio Perez and interim Bantamweight Champion Patchy Minks on long-term deals ahead of their to-be-scheduled unmissable championship unification fight. And it says details for the fight will soon be announced. So, what is this long-term deal? Like, if they're going to be sold within the year, I don't think they're going to be signing anybody to a long-term deal. So, I don't know what this is about. Again, like I said, I have asked if Bellator is being sold. Excuse me. Because right now, they have three events coming up. They have Pitbull versus McKee on July 30th. 
Friday, August 11th, they have Stordy versus Ward, and then on September 23rd, they have Eblin versus Edwards. We'll see what happens, man, because I believe there's nothing announced after that. Because there, there have been rumors that Bellator, like I heard they were looking to partner with somebody. And I know, I'll tell you one thing, the UFC will not partner with them. The UFC, if the UFC were to buy them, it's to dissolve their roster into the UFC. So you get people like AJ McKee, Patricio Pitbull, Patricio Pitbull, Johnny Eblen, who I say is the best middleweight around right now. Like, let me tell you guys something. If Drake is Duplices goes in there and beats Israel Adesanya, he proves my point. Proves my point. He's going to piss a lot of people off, but I don't care. That proves my point. All right. But I do find it strange that one of their bigger names, MVP, he's a free agent, especially after winning. You would assume they would try to book him versus Yagosav Amosov. There's another dude. That dude is badass, bro. Can you imagine him in the welterweight division? That guy's undefeated, too. Yagoslav Amosov. That dude is the man. So, let's talk about the ultimate fighter. Like I told you guys, Connor did not get swept. People were worried. But I told you guys that there was a hint in the trailer that I knew he didn't get swept. Now, the only question is, since it's basically seven fighters to one, well... So one of Chandler's guy is going to win, I believe, it's the lightweight portion because all four of his guys made it. The bantamweight portion is the one where Connor's guy made it. But it was funny, man, because that dude lands and the dude falls and then he did like the Hulk smash. Think if I'm ruining it for you, I'm sorry, but you should definitely check it out. And then Connor goes on this tirade, bro. Like, you, you guys are the here to... Here today, gone tomorrow type of team. That's what he was saying. Because he, he got the prospect. It was hilarious, bro. You could tell, like, it was a relief for Connor. Because at that point, like, I don't know. If you guys haven't been keeping up the previous episode, he says, Hey, what happens if I'm swept? Like, that's crazy. Like, that had to go through his mind. What happens if I get swept? But then again, think about it. They're there for X amount of weeks. I believe this one was a short five weeks. They're there for five weeks, right? And if they're prospects versus UFC vets, like, that system in itself is flawed. Like, of course the vets are going to do better because they've been under those lights. Some of them have already fought in the apex. It's going to get to the prospects' head. And uh, let me tell you that, Conor McGregor's fighter, he was losing. He caught the dude and was able to knock him out. Congratulations to him, but it wasn't looking good for Conor there for a second. But yeah, man, so I believe there's two more episodes left. And then supposedly they're going to announce the fight during the broadcast. So we'll see, man. We shall see. But I want to read you guys something Nate said on a recent podcast. If I could find this thing. Found it. Found it. Let's read what Nate said. So he was asked, like, why did he take the Jake Paul fight on a podcast on the Bradley Martin's Raw Talk? I guess the podcast is called Raw Talk, and the host's name is Bradley Martin. And then it goes, this fool, Jake, well, he didn't say Jake Paul. So the way you read this is they have it in brackets, but I'm just going to read it the way it was said. He goes, this fool's popping off in interviews, and other fighters are like, we're real fighters. Oh, yeah, prove it then, motherfucker. That's what Nate says to them. Go beat his ass for talking shit. 
And he was talking shit to Connor and dissing his wife and shit on some disrespectful stuff he shouldn't have been saying and nobody saying shit. I'm the one that said, fucking shut up. Fucking shut the fuck up, bitch. I'm gonna whoop your ass for real. I mean, Nate's ready, bro. He is ready. I mean, for people saying Nate is out of shape, like, I don't know if they've never seen Nate fight. I don't know if they've never seen... Like, I'm ready for this fight. The only thing that worries me is that if Nate gets knocked down, like, two, three times, the ref called because, like, that's something the ref isn't... I mean, people aren't discussing. The, the, it's up to the ref's discretion. Like, Nate could be good, but it's up to the ref's discretion whether or not they want. he wants to let him keep going. And Jake's bigger than him, bro. I can't wait for this fight. I'm ready to drop $70 for this fight. I'm I'm so excited for this fight that I'm not even going to order the, the, the 291 pay-per-view because it's a week before. I'm so excited, man. It's not even funny. Like, how you guys think that fight goes? I think, I think look, I'll tell you the truth. I bet you Jake wins the first. So there's 10 rounds, right? I bet you Jake wins the first three rounds. And then... And then Nate comes in rounds four or five, and then he just starts working him. Because one thing you have to keep in mind, there's no leg kicks. Like, the chink in the Diaz boys' army was always the leg kicks in the stand-up. Because if you were to straight up box them, they would win every time. So we shall see, man. Another thing to keep in mind is they're fighting at 185. I believe this is, it's not the heaviest Nate's ever fought because he's fought at middleweight before, but. I don't know, you know, he's trained with Richard with Richard Perez. He sparred with Andre Ward and a bunch of good boxers. And then there was that weird altercation with that one Brazilian boxer. It was weird, man. It was weird. Let's take a, let's take a look at the fights this weekend in London. Remember early start time? Tom Aspinall would take on Martin Tabura. Molly McCann would take on Julia Sa... Totorokano or something like that. I hope I said that right. Nathaniel Wood would take on Andre Philly. Paul Craig makes his middleweight debut. Paul Craig takes on Andre Muniz. It's going to be a crazy fight. Jai Herbert takes on Fariz Ziam. Lerone Murphy takes on Joshua Colibau. And Davey Grant is coming back and he's fighting Daniel Marcos. I mean, people are getting mad because it's not selling well. But you guys have to keep in mind. The original plan for this fight card was... Leon Edwards versus Colby Covington. Of course, they can't get Patty because Patty had surgery, so they can't get Patty. Darren Till is no longer in the UFC. Yeah, the original plan for this was for Colby and Leon to fight, but it didn't come to fruition, so we shall see. Uh, this is, I believe, this is where Tom broke his leg. Did he break it? No, I believe he broke it in March, but let's see. Oh, July 23rd? Oh, yeah, because in March, he also fought in London, but he fought Alexander Volkov, and he beat him via Kimura. Yeah, so Curtis Blades, it was almost to the year, so we shall see what happens. I'm really excited. Of course, Tom, what's his rank? Let's look at it. Oh, and we could look at the rankings for this past weekend's fights. So Tom right now is number five. Tabora is number ten. And then there's Jalen Almeida, there's Sergei Spivak, there's Alexander Volkov, there's Tai Tuivasa. What about this rumor that Ronda Rousey's coming back? I don't think that's true, especially since she's coming back to featherweight. 
You think she's doing that just because Chris Cyborg is no longer in the UFC? That'd be nuts. That would be nuts. Let's look at this. So if Tom Aspinall were to win, where would he go? Because Curtis, who's Cyril fighting? They already announced Cyril's next fight. Is he going to show it to me here? Oh, but they, they have announced Cyril's next fight. I just don't remember against who it is. Against who? Against who it is? What's wrong with you, Adrian? But Cyril's booked. Let's see if I can find it real fast. Cyril's booked for September. So, Cyril Gunn is going to fight Spivak. Okay, let's look at it. Let's look at it. Cyril's number two. Spivak's number eight. So, look. John Jones is going to fight Stipe. They're probably going to have Sergey Pavlovich be the backup. Cyril's fighting Spivak. Thomas Benoit's fighting Tabora. You think they'll have Jalen Almeida fight Alexander Volkov? Or Curtis Blades? Who was his last fight? Because he had a main event fight. Who was it? Rosenstrike Rosenstrike is who he beat. That was crazy. That was nuts. But now, okay, that's enough for the heavyweights. Let's look at this past weekend's fights and see what we got. So, Meira Buena Silva moved up seven spots. Holy heck. She's only behind Raquel Pennington. So this tells me that they're looking at Raquel Pennington versus Juliana Pena to be the next title fight. It's not going to be, I'm telling you, Mayra Bueno Silva, she'll be the backup fighter. I knew this was going to happen. I told you guys this was going to happen. Nobody believed me, but I told you guys this would happen. But she's number three now, man. How old is she? She's like my, she's like 31, 30, around there if I remember correctly. But yeah, she could be the next champion, man. I see her giving Raquel a lot of problems. I see her giving Juliana a lot of problems. I mean, there's even a case where you could say, well, if Valentina can't be Alexa Grasso, she'll, she'll go back up to 135. I mean, there's even that. Could you imagine that? We could finally see Valentina. If she beats Alexa, we could still see her go up to 135 for champ champ status. That would be nuts. That would be insane. But it was crazy, right? Because now Stipe and John are going to fight. And John has says, he's like, well, I'll fight Stipe. Like he said before the Cyril fight. He's like, I guarantee my fans two fights this year. The one against Cyril and then one more against Stipe. Because at that time, we already knew that Francis was leaving for the PFL. And this boxing fight with, with Tyson Fury. That's going on their records. That has me the most excited out of everything. It's not an exhibition fight. This is an actual fight. Gives it a real fight feel. And on top of that, now they have announced that that fight will be available on pay-per-view through ESPN+. Even though I already had that feeling, I, it just feels good to have confirmation, you know? Another thing, I don't think I said, but they have sort of confirmed when Francis fights. Jake Paul is also thinking about fighting on that card. And apparently he's made an offer to Nate Diaz to to fight him MMA. I was about to say box on my agent. They're already going to box, bro. That he's made an offer to Nate to fight him for $10 million. Let's see if I could find it. It was a tweet. It was a, let's, let's, let's read what the tweet said. For all the clowns saying, why don't you fight Nate in the cage? I made the offer to him from the start. $10 million to fight me in PFL after we box on August 5th. Offer still there, Nathan. I mean, do we know the amount of money Nate's getting for this boxing fight? Like, he's already offering to fight him in the cage. 
when we don't know how this boxing fight's gonna go, which is quote unquote Jake's discipline. You know what I mean? Let's read this. This is from Ludis Chorata MMA. This is on Twitter. Mentioned this on January 5th, 2023. Can you add context to the already hypothetical, hypothetical disbursement of finances towards the organization and its fighters? My concern when we enter these realms on promotions, cross promotions, I completely understand the stance and advocation for the increase in fighters' pay, but throwing a most amount of cash at it presents a overbalanced solution causing more problems in my eyes. Okay, I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's very long, but this guy tweeted on January 5th, Running a fight promotion is extremely difficult. Jake Paul just made his first long-term mistake by venturing into one of the many off-brand UFCs. His argument for increased fighter pay now becomes a joke, especially if Nate Diaz signs with PFL, the current PFL fighters. That does not make sense. I mean, like at this point, I think Nate can make more money outside the UFC if he gets the right fights. Because he did say that his real fight incorporated will not just focus on boxing and MMA. It will also focus on grappling. So if he could get the right fights like a Gordon Ryan, uh, Craig Jones, or Jake Paul. Heck, even an Andrew Tate, even though I know a lot of people don't like Andrew Tate. That dude used to kickbox. You don't think Nate would be down to kickboxing? Who knows? But as the fight gets closer, we will look at it more in depth. Um, I have sent word out to see if I could get any information on Paulo Costa's pullout of UFC 291. I have sent word that has the Bellator been purchased. So we shall see. But that's all I got for you guys. Make sure you follow me. Punch them out official on Instagram. Official underscore PITM on Twitter. Peace, guys. Later.